technical difficulties. My neighbors in the hallway have been yelling and moving <laughs> off to a good start. Uh, so, um, let's get into it, huh? I don't really know how uh, Crank That Soldier Boy starts, but... No, it starts with the... You! Soldier Boy, tell Hey, I got this new damn for y'all called a Soldier Boy. It starts with... I know that, but I don't know I don't know where it goes after that. Soldier Boy, tell Right. It's it's you, and then it's Soldier Boy, tell Right. I think it's some kind of melody. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull it up on my uh, phone and then play it into the microphone. Also, Poshmark is, has some sort of uh, push notification. Uh, Soldier Boy. <laughs> wow. Wow. Good. Kiss Me Through the Phone is above, sold, uh, above Crank That. I find that a little bit surprising. I knew it. I knew it started with the bump, bump. That's right. It starts with the mosh call. And then it, well, it has like, it starts with use and then him just kind of amping up the song, which again, then kicks in with a U. Lou. Lou. So, so Lou Lamorell traded um, AJ Greer, uh, Mason Jopst, um, a first round pick. And a conditional fourth round pick for Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac. Desmond, how are you feeling? Both retained at fifty percent. Both retained at fifty percent. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely nuts. Um, it, it was fun to have my phone just kind of like everybody had that experience of like their phone blowing up. It was uh, great. One of my other group chats was like the first one that was. I just saw Lou. Wow, and then I was like, okay, let's see what this is. And right. Um, it's, it's like, I wanted Kyle Palmieri in the off season. I wanted them to try to trade, uh, I wanted them to, to fire Eberle into the sun and then bring, uh, bring Palmieri in. Um, Eberle's having a pretty good year, so. I know. Well, I'm glad they didn't fire him into the sun. <laughs> um, in retrospect, that would have, probably would have been a player's union, uh, issue there i mean, yeah and uh, whoever who whoever had the final say in firing him into the sun would probably be gone from the from the organization as well as the league as a whole the paperwork might be, might be in jail the paperwork um, would be would be significant i imagine but but anyways that, that's all to say that i wanted kyle palmary for a while um Zay, and zajac is a guy that they wanted last year i thought that before they got Pat, like because I didn't think they'd get Pajot, I thought Zajac was a guy that they were going to bring in last year and then have in that spot. Um, so I, mm-hmm. I, I I like both players. I like I said last episode, I was just starting to warm up to the idea of Taylor Hall, um, especially yeah. for that that lefty fit, which we'll get into later. But um, I um, it the the depth is is unbelievable right now and and that's all to say that like the islanders are scoring well you know they're scoring 
fine enough, but but getting that much more scoring is is going to be huge in the playoffs. And and I just what this trade means, it's so crazy after like how many times it's been, you know, Tyler Kennedy type trades and Michael Neuvert. Uh, it, it's it's incredible to have like seen that trade uh, and just like watch everybody, everybody in the league react. Like it, <laughs> it being a, the Islanders are going for a trade. And part of why the trade worked was that players waived no trade, full, no trade call, like a full, no trade clause to come and wanted to play on a winning team. Yes. Uh, it feels, it feels good. It feels cool. And, uh, a very stupid little underrated fun part to this trade for me is that no insider broke it and that the team Twitter account, uh, announced it. Uh, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. No, no insider broke it. I, I, I don't know if you follow him, but I've been following that NHL rumors daily guy who's like a little bit of a chud, but he definitely seems to have his sources and like is a good, um, he's good to kind of go back to and see what's going on uh, in the league. He's Chud-like for other reasons. But he was kind of saying that, like, oh, you know, he he hinted at them. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, he didn't break the fucking trade. You know what I mean? The Islanders' Twitter account broke it. Pretty and, cool. It's well, a pretty yeah. cool, stupid little thing that I that I thought was fun. Well, also, also, I mean, everybody – and it's a testament to – Lou, I, I think maybe maybe that's something that I I didn't even think about in terms of like why it's that yeah. cool because it wasn't something that you had uh, a Twitter like that you didn't have the hockey media have its hands in you it was like just a it was like a reading it in in the uh, reading it along the like the the AP routers wire or whatever you know what I mean. Yes, yeah, it's 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 old, something old that I fashion old timey. Yeah, it's something that I picked up on immediately. That I was like, "That's that's pretty funny." And you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the forward depth being being pretty pretty decent right now. We were kind of going uh, going back and forth in the chat uh, earlier this afternoon, talking about where Andrew Ladd slots in <laughs> in terms of depth, and he doesn't even hit twenty. In my opinion, he hits twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, 21st. I mean, 20... it, re it really spiraled. It really spiraled because we first talked about, and we'll get into it in a little bit, but about how, like, one of the great things about this trade is it, it bumps, like, Michael Dalcole to, like, 13th forward. Right. Ian Komarov to 14th forward. Ross Johnson to, like, 15th. Kiefer Bellows to 16. Like, Kiefer yes. Bellows is in, like, the 15, 16 range. And yeah. then, like, and we. I was like, oh, well, you know, Andrew Ladd's like the 17th forward. <laughs> I was like, nope. No, that would be, be like uh, that, that would be Zarnik. And then, oh, 18th, uh, that would be um, Timoshov. Timoshov. Uh, 19 would be, uh, oh, son of a gun. Like, uh, oh, oh, Kunakle. Kun <laughs> Kunakle would be ahead of him, I do believe. Uh, but there is someone else. Uh, with a Zarnik like, um, who is Zarnik like? Either way, uh, not uh, not not to mention the guy from the KHL they just signed with the neck tattoo. Goliashev, yeah. Yep, Goliashev. Um, there is someone, not Zarnik. I'll think of it. I'll, it'll come back to me later in the pod. But, Andrew Ladd uh, is getting paid five and a half million to just like 
He's chill. Yeah, hang yes. out on the charter jet. Chill. Well, he's is he on the taxi squad? I don't I don't know if he's on the taxi. Uh, let me. Let, I'm gonna pull it up. He well, you know, he has played of all forwards that have played a single game for the the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Bridgeport. Uh, he has only played a single game. He's played one game of competitive hockey this season. He's he might be done, man. That might be it. How much longer does he have on this contract? Because I I do believe that he's playing out of spite. Um, yeah. To, 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 so that way they have to pay him that money. It's half spite, half why wouldn't you just kind of slug it? In that's the a great, uh... that's a great TV show, honestly. <laughs> like like he's living he's living an awesome TV show. That that's great. He's on the yeah he's on the taxi squad and they need to bring the taxi squad with them so he's traveling Isn't okay the, 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 like if you're on the taxi squad don't you have to travel with the team yeah yeah so he's 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 living a pretty good life no pressure the team's winning I don't think he gets his name on the cup but he's part of the run if That's they the dream. if they go on it he's living yeah, the dream right now he has the paycheck security and <laughs> like not not no responsibility no none. Like uh, he has like the vaguest amount. Like he has to like go to the gym every day and eat decently, and he can probably get away cheating a little bit. A hundred percent. Yeah, there's uh, no doubt in my mind. And hey, that that sounds like a pretty good life for me. Five and a half million. The job security because it was like it's uh, yeah. And again, the conversation started like, man, Ross Johnson getting paid like half a mil or whatever it is. Like, I think it's a mil. A mill to just like hang out, punch guys a couple times a year. Well, just... uh, once again, I'm I'm a little bit of a Ross Johnson defender, and the I, the contract is bad for what it is, but because it's because it's long, I guess. But like, he earns his he earns his mill punching. He earns his mill punching. His hand hurts. Uh, he he he's a weird offensive player once in a while. Um. But yeah, so I I like the look. Uh, I guess let's let's kind of get into it right now. I I know that I know that you kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit later, but um, so so Wallstrom was scratched tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, in in favor of I guess Leo Komarov, you would say. Well, that's that's what people feel, but I I don't think that's the case i agree with you i i i 100 agree with you that he uh has been banged up and also it is a thing where some of these young guys like you take if if they they were producing and then they kind of slow down on top of being banged up you take them out for a couple games and then you throw them back in and it just lights a spark under them it's it's yeah. it's a thing it's a thing that happens it's a uh, thing and and also I and and on top of that, I I think that uh, I I wonder if he's decently banged up. You know, like I I wonder sure. if, that, if that was a factor in they they never say anything about injuries, but but he ate shit hard, banged his like chin on the on the yeah. ice right, for that for yeah. the uh, Flyers game over the weekend. Like he kind of like helicoptered and just like fucking bounced off the ice. That was like a gnarly fall. He was in concussion protocol. He came back. You leaving? I uh, came back. Tell her I said bye, and it was nice to meet her. Mike said, "Nice to meet you." Oh, nice to meet you too. We're leaving this. 
His uh, his girlfriend's named Lauren as well. Oh, is it? No relation though. Just the same oh, first name. Just the same first name, not the not the yeah. last name. We're gonna leave this in, by the way. Yeah. We well, this oh, is a little, casual podcast. We're just little like, kiss, little, little kiss, kiss. Good night. We're just ha- and and you know, Lauren Lauren's cameo there is uh, reminiscent of uh, Tom Green show, where uh, Phil Phil Giroux would just sit in the background and just sip coffee and laugh occasionally, but that was it. That's really nice. That's really nice. Um, but, but, uh, so Wallstrom, um, <laughs> you know, he, he's been, <clears throat> so it's possible they don't disclose injuries, you know, it's possible. He's like decently dinged up because we're talking about it. His production's tailed off, but I don't think he's, his play has, tailed off considerably i think i think he had that he had that that um that great opportunity against the caps you know he yes he still looks good uh for the most part but i I, to your point i I think it is it is good to have a to have a game also to kind of have that fire of like it sucks that you're not playing right now huh you know i i I think that's good I, i think benefiting from watching especially with how shitty the power play was tonight that's going to benefit him, I think. Yeah. If if he's not serious. Oh yeah. Enough. Yep, yep. Because he can, he you know, he once he's back in the lineup, he's inserted right back on that power play. Um. So I think we're kind of in agreement here, where it, this could be an injury thing, and even if it isn't, it's not like Leo. a. You, it's not Leo. You could yes, you could get away with two or three. Two or three games. Yeah, it's not because they value Leo Komarov in the organization over Wallstrom. They there were whispers about them actually trying to move his contract. Yeah. So and 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 there, there's all sorts of like he doesn't play the left wing, and people like to assume like oh there, there's there's a certain nonchalance that it seems like the average fan has about like yeah positions forward. Couldn't play. agree more. As as if like as if that's not one like the muscle memory of how they're used to attacking the net yeah, from what angles, but also on, on the breakout, like to be a winger on your off wing, it, it's, it requires either being like a, a particular type of shooter. It, it, on a, like a basic skill level, the thing that it always uh, is about is your ability to, to receive pucks on your backhand on the breakout. Because yes. Because going to be, you lose, you lose a half a second when you are when you're playing on your off wing, like you said, especially on that breakout. It can be helpful coming down the wing on like an odd man rush, but other than that, I, you know, it's people think, I, I and think even then, think even that. then, it can't. It, yeah. e- even then, even then, not necessarily either, especially if you want to pass the puck. So yeah. whatever, it, it is what it is. Um, the Islanders are are in great shape to insert him in the lineup at a later date and it's i i don't think that like here's here's the reality of the situation leo komarov is going to be in and out of the lineup for the rest of the year he is he's going to be in and out people are going to be coming in people are going to come out also talked about how uh had that article about how it hasn't been the worst thing no it hasn't he got by the way an assist for leo tonight a couple of good looks like he's playing well by the way it's not like a disaster he's had his his interesting moments especially starting off and those first few games starting off it was like it was like he didn't want to be there and now he looks a lot more comfortable 
he's contributing offensively. It's it's like it is what it is. And guess what? He's not. He isn't on the depth chart in that twelve, but he is thirteen, fourteen, and he's going to be inserted here oh, or there. I agree. And, and he's going to take. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's. I, I think no. Can, I he's mean, valued. Yeah. It on the ice and off the ice, he is valued. That's I, yeah. I agree. And he looked really yeah. good against the Capitals. Yeah. He's and and here's the other thing. That's. <laughs> That's the type of guy that a coach wants to put in in the playoffs too. That he wants to insert in your lineup, and not it, and it might not be a all the time. It it might be uh, to give a spark uh, to start off a playoff series. Who knows? Um, whatever. Either way, Wallstrom will be back in the lineup sooner than later. Leo's going to have his stints in and out of the lineup. Uh, the Islanders are a better team, having traded for Kyle Palmieri and uh, Travis Zajac. Things are looking good, and so let's let's kind of bring it to the games that we watched this week. Shootout win over the Flyers, uh, a one nothing awesome win against the Caps, and that very chaotic game we watched tonight. That kind of that kind of like mellowed out. It, it was just a weird, the a lot of weird energy to the game tonight. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I, I mean, what I and the, the three win three wins, which is the most important thing, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. But but the three again the the thing about this Islander team and now with these roster moves it's like it's feeling it's feeling real it is feeling very promising right now because they're able to win different kinds of games you know they are able to have their type of you know uh, chess match type game as was the case against the Caps. Uh, they can, you know, have the the first shootout win. Like, what what were your feelings about that game? Um, so hold on, let me. Uh, the the biggest thing I remember from it was the shootout itself, uh, and that Barzell. Um, so what was I watching? I was I was I was watching it with with Lauren's dad actually, uh, because we were going back and forth. Um, between that and the uh, Sabres game, uh, Sabres Sabres Rangers game, so that's right. The Islanders were up two nothing uh, on two goals from Bouvillier, and then they it got tied up with two goals from Giroux in the third period. Oddly enough, um, because they have been a really strong third period team, but uh, I I I thought that overall it was like a solid game that you know p- between two teams that kind of know each other that pl- have played each other for the sixth time this season where they're kind of like done feeling each other out. It was, you know, over time the Islanders had their looks and then, uh, the shootout Barzell, nice shot. I, I felt like, I felt like it was, you know, good game. They won. Yeah. It, it was a, it was a solid enough game. Um, that they played, you're not going to dominate. And also, also Carter Hart looked good in that game. Yeah, and he looked good tonight too. By the way, the two goals that he gave up, I feel like one was a little weird. Maybe the second goal where he kind of they're both high and like he looked like he was kind of like shrugging on both of them. But he looked good throughout the rest of the game and in the shootout especially. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, so I thought... there were a couple weird moments, but you know that's yeah. that that happens in a regular game. I I thought. I don't know. The, the biggest thing I remember from the uh, takeaway uh, from the game on Saturday 
was the the Sorokin celebration and just Sorokin's performance in general but that that that, yeah. that Sorokin celly was awesome it, it, it's just it, it's and and we'll get in I mean in, in the shootout tonight uh, we, we could yeah. just talk about like Sorokin man it is so fucking fun that glove save it. he made was nice uh the pad stop on uh the first shot was great too and and you know he gave up that weird goal uh but like what are you gonna do that's just a weird one that that that's a weird yeah and, and the way like butch was talking about it where it's like that just can't go in <laughs> yeah and i i agree but it's not the same that's not yaros like caught sleeping you know that's yes not, i a hundred percent you're like, right that's physics but that's just like the puck was probably like as it hit his blocker it was like at a certain fucking angle or something and instead of it bouncing out it like ramps up and it instead of it ramping up and just going up it hits the knob of a stick and just yeah. like rolls yeah. down it is what it is you shake it off it's fine and he was fine after it too uh and the the flyers kind of pressed in that second period and then it evened out and then the third period you know trading chances a little bit a little sleepy towards the end uh Overtime was was fine, you know. But, a little bit of trading chances. The, yeah, yeah. The power play was weird. Power play was bad tonight, like you said. But like before, but yeah, I mean, before we dive into tonight's game all that much, I the the Capitals game to me, that was like it's the, this the trade coming on the heels of that Capitals uh, win was was so perfect hockey game. Perfect, yeah. perfect one nothing hockey game. Uh, it doesn't get much better than that. Chances, it, it was, trading chances, chances. Back and forth. but but it wasn't like chances back and forth, but they were earned chances. And like, yeah, it wasn't like odd man rush after odd man rush. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that it was, was like a hockey purist type of game. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that was legitimately exciting. Yep, a hundred percent. There, there was like, there's one sequence. I'm sure there are several, but there's one in particular, like in. I think it before the Islanders uh, scored, like it was, it was in the third period where they just kept, like it was this continuous like one on one puck battles. The puck yes. cycling like yeah. all over the ice, and it it was constantly like man on man puck battles. And was it was like, awesome. This is fucking nuts. It was awesome. It was awesome. And guess what? Unbelievable game from Leo. That 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 was a great game the from assist. Leo. Robbed. Yeah. Robbed, robbed of multiple times. assists. Yeah, yeah. Insane. Oh, he, you know. Yeah, he was great. He 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 was great. Um he was great. Wallstrom had that had that that beautiful uh move to the middle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wow, there, yeah. There were so many there were so many good opportunities. Didn't didn't uh Pulak hit hit a post? He's been he's been doing so in the Capitals game and the game tonight. He's like He's buzzing. He's trying to attack the net yep. so hard. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. And and you know what? He's he's definitely creating offense. He created. He's the reason that they scored that one goal in the Caps game. He had a real nice assist tonight, or you know, created. I don't know if it was a if it was a direct assist or if he just kind of created the opportunity that led to the goal. Um, what am I looking at here? I'm seeing if he has a primary assist tonight. I simply can't remember. Yeah, he does. In that on that first Brock Delson goal. Yeah, uh, he's playing great. The whole team's playing great. I I can't put my finger on someone who's not playing good. Honestly, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, the one guy that that I thought don't was say it, Kiefer Bellows, was the guy. Oh that well, I, yeah, I thought was most disappointing in you know in in, in their play the last couple of weeks. It, it it was his spot he... to 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 keep, and he couldn't. I, I don't know. It's uh, I, I saw that Staple had a you know like uh, athletic Q and A. Somebody someone asked about like you know what is it about Kiefer Bellows' game exactly. And th- that he thinks that has him on like the the wrong side of trots, and said that that Bellows just seems to be too disengaged, too much of a uh, he gets caught watching too much, and and honestly, it doesn't make sense because one like it makes sense because one of the things that is noticeable about him is like you know he'll lay out a couple like hits here and there. I was gonna say he 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 is physical. He he's, is physical. He's physical. He's, he's got a little speed, but you're right. He 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 does kind of watch the play unfold. Even those hits, bit. even those hits, right? Like those hits are, you know, they're acoustically awesome, obviously, visually yeah. awesome. But it's always after the guy like already got rid of the puck, like and already yeah. cleared it. it. He's so he's not he's not you know getting them as they get it he's though he's that half second off that that that's preventing the puck from staying in the zone yep and it's it is literally a game of seconds and it's that you you hear these guys talk about it and keep in you know, keep in mind he's young because you you hear these guys talk about this every offseason what they want to get done is get half a second quicker no matter what it is speed reaction time Get uh, getting your shot off. It's it's they want to get half a second faster every off season. That's that's all they want. Yeah, Anders Lee did it this off season, and 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 it, and it paid dividends. You know, he was yep. he was having an insane year, um, even though he didn't accept my friend request. Um, well, he got hurt, and that's that is what that is. Well, some people, anyway, um. At, so that's that's the one guy you were you were thinking I was going to say Scott Mayfield, which proves of course my I did. Point, which which proves my point. What that you that you single him out constantly? No, is that my point? That he's not that good, man. He's not a seventh defenseman, Desmond. He is. He, he can be. We not. Can make him one. We can make him one. Okay, so they've got three million. Let's just let's just get into it right now. They've got three million dollars in cap space. You want them to do something. I don't disagree that getting a, a, another defenseman and and creating an insane amount of depth because I like Hickey as the seventh, but if you want to create a situation where Mayfield is the seventh and Hickey is the eighth, and you grab another middle of the pack defenseman, I I don't think there's a problem with that. I think that like I think that's great. I I don't know. It depends on what you're giving up too. You know. I mean, I, I think I think. Uh... I, I said it last week. I, I'm not sure that like it seems like there's Ekholm. Ekholm's the 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 Predators just blew out the Red Wings tonight, seven to one. Yeah, they're, they, they're gonna make the playoffs even though yeah. their their team sucks. And like looking at the looking at the other divisions, we were just talking about what a battle it was to watch the Islanders and, and Capitals. Like mm-hmm. some of these four seeds in in these other divisions are absolute the Coyotes trash. The, the Blackhawks, Coyotes, the Blackhawks the, so, can make it. Like all teams that have like you know uh, a dozen or more like ne- minus goal differentials, 
might make it. And and so so uh, Ekholm, I think, is is being kept definitely by by. Me. He's one hundred percent being kept. No one. I don't think they're even going to trade off Grandland. Like, yeah. well, they should. I don't know if they will, but they're. Hey, man, they're uh, four points clear of a playoff spot. Chicago is uh, losing 5-1 right now to the Stars. Jesus Christ. Well, Stars got games in hand. We'll see. Um, but Nashville, either way, is going to be in it till the end. So Ekholm's uh, don't even, you know, it's and yeah. it's not like they would have the Capitals to trade for him anyway. So, it, but like, so the, 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 like the, the, the ladder was like, so at the top was Ekholm. And then like, decent amount down was like Savard, David Savard, who is right. a good, that, that was the guy that I wanted. But if, if Ekholm is off the boards, now he's that, now he's that much more valuable. And right. And he's going to, the price is going to get pumped up. Um, so I'm curious, like it, it, to me, if a second rounder and bellows got that done, I, I do that. Yeah. Hey, does he have term? No. UFA. I don't, I don't know, man. Eh. One I, of those. I think you hold on to Bellows. Bellows is I, I really at this point you got you got and I don't know. The playoffs are a weird thing, man. And it's like you got Lee, you, Lee and Beauvillier. I, I I don't know. It, it's so the left wing is you know there's that third left wing spot, but the organization also just seems like they're down on him. Sure, they're down on him, but all it takes is an off season where he he, he figures it out, puts it together. What is he? Twenty two. Yeah, I like. Yeah, and and obviously, as a, as a Ho Sang fan, I, I'm totally down with with not giving up on guys. It's just I'm I'm thinking to me this run, this team feels very special, and and to that end, maybe Kiefer Bellows in two years being a twenty ish goal scorer is something that I I don't know if he he'd even be able to be that on the islanders with. you're fine i'm fine with mortgaging the future but i think that i think you can get that depth defenseman that you want that i don't even necessarily think they need mm-hmm. but you can get it for less and i i i think that there's someone out there that you can get for less that keep in mind this that they've got a system in place that you can plug the right person into and it doesn't necessarily have to be you know a brand a brand name defenseman and not even saying Savard is, but he's, you know, he's, he's like B tier. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I get the sentiment, but I don't, I don't know that I would give a pick and bellows up for, uh, you know, 40, uh, how many games are left, you know, a handful of games of, of a, a defenseman that they don't necessarily need, but you know, I get it. You gotta, you gotta push all your chips in to go for it. I just think there's a smarter way to go about it. That you can still make at that legitimate push for the cup, which they clearly have done going all in for Zajac and Paul Mary. Couldn't they sign a, a college free agent? Yeah, I mean, they could. But yeah, I, that, that's again that. So that, again, that's a guessing game. But I don't know. I that that is the one thing that I wonder about, just because. Look, it may feel like I, if you were to say if he was the sixth defenseman, you know, I'd be I'd be okay with that. But he's not he's not slotted in that way. And and we, we as we've said before, like on a skill basis, it should be like you swap Dobson with with Mayfield. But then 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 you have two fringe sixes 
of uh, Green and, and Mayfield as a whole second pair, which is a little dicey. Yeah, I, I get it. But also, like, you know, the, the way that they're built with that Nick Letty on one pair, no Dobson on the other, and, like, I don't know, you know, I... I I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I like it. They've been playing well. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have as many Scott Mayfield complaints. And Andy Green's been solid as well. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, yeah. I mean, Green has definitely been solid. But we're just talking about ways because to me, they have the three million. You know, like to me, it, it's just so hard to not use it. With uh, use it on this team when uh, as long as it's not trading something out of this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Mm. But I don't know. So well, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see. So uh, by this by this time next week, the trade deadline will have come and gone. So we'll know. Um, we'll know what has happened if the Islanders make another move, uh, and also what else goes on. Hall. Uh, and so forth. So, yeah, yeah. anyway, um, so a couple of a couple of things that have happened throughout the last uh, little while that we haven't really touched on. Um, Bailey played his nine hundredth game as an Islander, and he got his five hundredth point. He got his five hundredth point. Uh. Last game in that Capitals game, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah, that was like the the, the point shot from Pulak just like hits him like in the chest and then falls at uh, right Nelson's uh, stick. Let's go, classic, uh, classic Josh Bailey setup. So, uh, you're you've got a a, a great relationship with Josh Bailey, uh, stemming. For, even further back to uh, from when you ran into him that one time at the restaurant next to the Chipotle. Yeah, it was actually next to the burger place that I, I uh, was delivering at in Garden City. Right. And you saw him and you said, uh, and, and you said, Josh. And, and then he said, yes. And then I said, you're having a great season. And he said, thanks. That's a true story. And so, and, uh, you know, growing up watching this team, uh, watching him uh, develop and uh, into the player that he is, you hear uh, a lot lot of the fan base gave him a lot of flack, I guess you could say, uh, as he was coming up, um, while this team wasn't necessarily the best. And, and it's kind of a little undeserved. It's, it's very undeserved. As I as I brought up on the most recent episode of Bar Down Breakdown podcast, shout out. I was on it, not you, by the way, Mike, just so you know. Well, I In case have... you didn't, didn't realize, so that was me, not you. I must. They might um, have asked, and I just didn't see the message. Uh, no, I they told me, actually. I'm not sure. Yep, they just texted me and said uh, that didn't happen. So, um, but I talked about how being a, a long, an OG Bay Lever, as we call ourselves. Um, and it, it's the type of thing where fans got mad at him because they were mad that the team sucked. Like they, 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 
was, you know, at play there because was he a top 10 pick? Yes. He was a top 10 pick uh, that was nine, which is one of the lowest numbers in the top 10. Yeah, when you go one through 10, it's the second lowest. Yeah, it's the second lowest, uh, but it still is in the top 10, numerically speaking. Um, but so, you know, they traded down twice uh, to, to get him to amass draft picks while still being able to get him. Some of those draft picks included Travis Hamanick uh, and Matt Martin. Um, so, ever heard of him? It was pretty good. Uh, Matt Martin at the half wall. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, so and, and he and that, played. He played right away, and like so, he was a guy that like a lot of these players play a, a whole year in a uh, whole like first year in juniors, and then depending on age or whatever, either at least half a year in juniors, you know, uh, or if, if they're able to go to the AHL, then they're in the AHL. Like there's like usually for guys of Josh Bailey's like kind of skill set and like uh predictions those are guys that you don't see in the nhl usually for three years sometimes four and he played right out the gate because the team was that shitty and that fucked with his development a lot um but it to me like the big thing was in that lockout short year he started to find his his game uh on a more consistent basis um and since then it's you know it's it's been uh there have been some you know sleepy sleepier years than others but uh for the most part he's been a like solid 50 point winger you know playmaking winger i i don't know what let me let me want let me ask you a question Mm -hmm. Of all of the forwards in that 2008 draft, who has uh, more points than Josh Bailey? There's two. Interesting. Because I know obviously the first one is Stamkos. Yes. Hmm. Do you want to? Do you want me to give you a hint? And this is just forwards, by the way. This doesn't count Eric Carlson or John Carlson. Yeah, yeah, I figured forwards. Who ha- edge him as well? Um, I'll give you a hint. The second, the second one also plays on the New York Islanders. Huh? Would it be Jordan Eberle? It would. Wow, interesting. So that's not a bad. Uh, Josh Bailey, not too bad, huh? Not too bad at all, and and he's. I don't know. To to me, it it's it's strange because he. I think part of also what like fucked with his his development, in addition to the fact that he shouldn't have been playing on the team as early as he was. Yeah, was the fact that like a year later, John Tavares gets drafted. Yeah, like, yeah, and is just like instantly. It makes him look in comparison that much worse. But it's like okay, this is the guy that made the exceptional status. Yeah, like you can't hold these players to the same no standards at all, and I think I think that I think that hurt him because it also made him seem like he's part of why the team sucks. Because why can't you be as good as this guy? And it's like because he's not. Matt Molson's on this team. Pa Parento's on this team. These guys are like 
fringe NHL PA players. Parento. What are we talking about? Um, PA Parento. Uh, what an insane. Uh, what, Tim Jackman. What... Tim Jackman. You know. So, uh, but but it's he's a guy that that at the end of it, the, his chance to make the most money ever. He takes a a team friendly deal, ideally to to keep that guy around. That guy walks, and Josh Bailey is carried on being productive. Uh, By the way, and going into the playoffs and having having the most points of the post dynasty uh, playoff runs. By the way, if the Islanders win the cup, he better get it second. So wow! Wait, so Andrews Lee comes out, gets it because if Andrews Lee isn't playing, who gets the cup first? Uh, Andrews Lee. St- oh. Stamkos did the same thing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So that, and then it's, and then it's Josh Bailey. Give it to, give it to Josh immediately. Oh my God, I'll lose my mind if if that's how that plays out. Um, so let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But they are playing, they are playing well, and that's that is that is the end goal, and we are going to manifest that, and it is going to happen. But uh, speaking on a similar note, Nick Letty played his 500th game as an Islander. Um, and the man's been playing really good hockey. He has. It's 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 one. It's it's surprising. It kind of shouldn't. I mean, he's he is only thirty. Yeah. Um, but he just did not look good in the trots system at all. The first two years, that first year in particular, like he was a complete non-factor for the Islanders. Yeah. Um, well. He's mostly anonymous. I just feel like Nick Letty, the first two years of Trots, hasn't he felt like mostly anonymous compared to the Nick Letty? Well, he's definitely playing his best hockey under Trots this year. Yeah. That's for and, sure. And, it, you know, for f- five, it's also like 500 games. It's crazy to think that it's been that many games. Yeah. Like he's been an Islander. Like, in some ways, it, it's, I still think of him as a Blackhawk. <laughs> like or it, it's funny it feels like it's the same amount of time but when, when really no he's been an islander for like far no long. joe joe quenville hated him by the way because because well because the, he's a mustache guy whereas <laughs> nick lenny's a bearded guy and they just be they were just like this isn't gonna work <laughs> um which made so it, yeah it took letty two years to get used to skating the without that's right that's which you know who knows maybe it takes kyle palmary a couple games but hopefully he he gets he gets himself integrated into the system a little uh sooner than later and like, uh capuano doug weight and like barry trucks he he's he's got he's one of the islanders uh that's gotten to experience that but but oddly a lot of because he is the seventh player on this team to have played 500 uh, games as an islander uh so Bailey, of course, Letty, Martin, Nelson, Sezikis, and Lee. Uh, is that that's six? I believe we. One so more. he's the seventh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so we were both at Andersley's first game, I believe, right? He, no, no, no. I was watching at home. Gotcha. On the couch. Weird, weird goal. Um. Okay, so you know, just uh, just want to, you know, just want to pay our respects to two brave New York Islander soldiers. Yeah, and and also again, this special 
moment that we're talking about, like the last time the Islanders had this many players that played on the Islanders this long was the the eighties. They were pretty good then. They won a couple of cups. Couple full, a couple a couple of a couple. That's right. That's what they call That's right. four. In a row. Yeah, yeah. Uh speaking of teams that have uh never done that, they play the Rangers twice this weekend. Let's let's kill them. I, I hope they kill them. You know, after after all of the the uh, asinine asinine Strom Zabanajad uh, talk. So I I just want to say I feel like uh, people close to me that are Ranger fans for the most part have been super open to and very nice about the Islanders being good, and I want to know. I, I just wanted to know why. You know what I mean? Cause, I've got because they're got, disrespecting you in in some kind of way, right? They're disrespecting you. They they are not your friends, first of all. Well, um, no, <laughs> they're not your friends, and and they they're like they're kind of like laugh. They're kind of like mocking you by respecting you by being like kind and respectful. They're right. actually mocking you, right? You know, so or they might just be preparing themselves for the inevitable and making it not as bad on themselves. There was some of that energy too on Twitter yesterday. There was a mix of people that were trying to like uh, shit on shit on the trade, which is amazing. There, there were yeah. fans that were like, you did have some that were like, Jesus, I can't believe the fucking Devils would do this to the Rangers, <laughs> which was which to me is great because I I love that because that's how I felt as an Islander fan. Anytime anybody made a trade with the Rangers, uh, yeah, the deadline that made them better it was like, why would they do this to the Islanders? And, yeah, and me, you know, like like my day was affected. It's like they didn't even think. It's like these general yeah. didn't even think about how I'm being affected here. People um, legitimately, people legitimately calling it collusion is very funny. That's great. It, you know, it, this just smoke these motherfuckers. Like I, I don't. I yes. I so the the, the Strom. The Strom is better than than Barzell talk was just so fucking, and and there were some people that were definitely trolling. Oh yeah, but then you had the people that were that were like going going to the mat with these like analytics, and it's like you're wrong, you're grasping at stri- at straws, your team sucks, your life sucks. Shut the fuck up. So they have been playing better recently, but I I did point this out in this I did point this out in the chat. Every time it feels like the the Rangers are up six to one against the team, the shots are like twelve to thirteen, and the Rangers are up like six to one. It's very it's very strange, and I don't watch Rangers games unless the Islanders are playing them, or if I'm kind of being, you know, put in a room where a bunch of people are, and I I don't really have a say in it. So I I watched a little bit of uh, their game Saturday when they lost to the Sabers. Beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't really know what's going on with them. I know that they, they, they've been playing better lately. They just, they did just lose tonight to the Penguins pretty swiftly, but they beat them the night before. And I don't know. They're just, you know, who cares? I, I hope that I hope that the Islanders smoke them. Yeah, and and yeah, I, I hope the Islanders smoke them. Um, definitely. Uh, looking forward to seeing how 
Zajac and Palmieri play there. So they, yeah, like, they're just steeped in the, they, like they have a unique experience of having this rivalry from yeah, two even, different teams now. Yep, from two different perspectives. Um, so that'll be it'll be uh, it's always and it's this way whenever I watch the Avalanche play the Wild too. They're always very nerve wracking, but they're fucking fun. When the Islanders win or when the Avalanche win, it's a it's a fucking fun situation to be in. Uh, and it's not so fun when they're close games and, and it's just like, you know, what's gonna fucking happen? Yeah. Is, I'm know. pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for tomorrow though. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun until it isn't, or it'll be fun throughout the entire time. Who knows? Yeah. Um You know, I, I, I guess um also just looking ahead. What do you what do you think that the lines should be? Because that was the well, talk going into the game. You know what, what were the lines we saw? We saw what they put out um, tonight, and I, I don't think they'll do something different tomorrow night's game. Like just there, not I, there's not a chance. Like you won, like you won the game. I think if they lost, maybe, but they won. And even then, you know, they, they'd give it maybe one more game. But yeah. I don't think – I just I, – I don't think these are – I don't think these are the lines. And assuming Wallstrom will be healthy soon, like what what do you think the lines should be? Is Wallstrom an option? No, yeah. It, Wallstrom is healthy. You scratch – you scratch Leo – uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you scratch Leo, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't, don't think they're going to do on Friday, but maybe Sunday. Who knows? Um, even if they do win, um, which I think they will. Uh, but yeah, Wallstrom's not on that top line. Uh, maybe this is a situation. Can, can Paul Mary play left wing? Played left wing tonight. That's right. Didn't did. didn't didn't look great, but I mean, it was everything was new. He had one practice and one warm up skate with these. Try Palmieri out on the first line. Get Wallstrom back on that third line with Peugeot. Have Peugeot play left wing. Does Peugeot play left or right wing when he plays wing? When he plays wing, he seems to play right wing. Yeah. A lot of right wings. Yeah, I, I mean, so it's 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 confusing. Um, <laughs> this the lines are confusing to me. The the game against the the Capitals, the the second line had its best game since the bubble. You know, they're hum they're humming. I don't want to I don't want to break them up. You don't want to break because I I thought I I brought that up to juxtapose. I thought they looked like shit tonight. Well, Brock Nelson did score a goal. He scored a. Sh- he scored a. Sh- oh yeah, no, that was that was that was the pool that that Pulak pass. God damn, man. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot about that because like how awesome that like three minutes felt compared to what the rest of the game felt like. Yeah, that felt was, like it felt like it was a different game because yeah. of how early on it was and how different it was. They were humming. They were humming. So it's funny. It's funny. So Brock Nelson scores that goal, and for that alone, 
I'm like, yeah, maybe keep that second line together, see what happens. And then I'm saying I want to take Leo out of the lineup. Beautiful assist tonight, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. It's a good problem to have. I Give me... <laughs> so 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 try so try I, I do think they should at least try the obvious thing of Palmieri on that left on the like, first line on on that first line right that's the obvious thing but but I, I I do wonder if when Wallstrom comes back because I I did like when there were there were those couple of games where it was uh, Beauvillier Pajot and and Wallstrom. I, mm-hmm. I I like it, and then and then you could have on the second line you have uh, you could have Zay Zajac on on the you you could just sw- like swap lines and have uh, sides and have Bailey be on the left left wing and and Zajac on the right wing and he um, can kind of muck up the puck a bit in the corners for those two guys. Um, yeah, I, I, I really think that I, I thought um, shout out to Scott, his idea of uh, I thought it was intriguing of putting Nelson on that left on that first line left wing. And then um, because I mean, it, it would be a shooter for that for that line and also someone to take to help uh, help yeah. help whittle Matthew with his little face-offs and then just (laughs) um, um, have like goo goo gaga noises. (laughs) (laughs) Little little Muppet Babies, little Muppet Babies situation. Um, Yeah, I liked Scott's lines aside from Brock Nelson. Ah, Yeah, it's like, like I want Brock Nelson in the center though. But yeah, uh... is it? Yeah, that, that's the, who do you take out of? Who do you take out of center? Which to me, I'd rather not take anybody who has been center for the Islanders, because center is such an important pivot for the entire team. The center is is, is like the most important player, right? Yes, positionally, like positionally, not other the goal is obviously yes, but like yes, other than goaltending, yeah. So so to me, like taking taking one of these centers i i think zajac as a winger is fine because another thing if if palmary and if palmary is better off on his his right side you still need you still need someone on that left wing and if you're not going to break up the the second line to to put um Bo up there or or bailey which i i don't know um what about Zajac? Like, what what about Zajac being the like Zach Hyman type of of force on like with with uh, Barzell and Eberle? Try it out for a game, see what happens. I mean, uh, that's just uh, you know, w- win board battles and, and get the puck out, and then try to find soft areas around the net to for a one timer or, or a tap in. You know, everything Leo Comaro's doing. Yes, yes, but just a guy that that you trust to deliberately try to do these things, right? Like it, in, that, in, in an aggressive manner. Yeah. Um. Let's yeah. let's come back to this and see where they're at next episode. Next episode, I'm yeah. at a fucking. I my brain hurts trying to figure it out. 
Luckily for Barry Trotz, he's got a huge skull that fits a big brain, so he'll get it sorted out. Got to talk about that on the episode, too. Got to talk about big, big cranium talk. <laughs> the man the man simply has to wear like a nine, a nine and a half fitted. Okay, let's... I, I, I know that you had... Uh, so you have on your outline thoughts on rooting for arrival in context of playoff positioning. That was just a way for me to just tee up that. Like I always root against the Rangers. Like, yes, I, I don't, un- unless, unless it's a matter of the Islanders need to make the playoff. Like, like that, that Oh seven Wade Dublitz run. Right. Like the Rangers did win a game that helped the Islanders that helped out. The Islanders out. Like I remember watching, I remember watching that, uh, I, at my grandmother's house with my dad very fun that that run was nuts but like that is like the rare exception but yeah like look i want the islanders to win the win the the division but at the same time it's like there are so many other games i'm not gonna like i'll i'll, oh. I'll root for all the other teams yo if if it's a matter of islanders can lock up a first seed if the Rangers beat the Capitals, you know what I mean? Like late in the season, the Rangers are not, and the Rangers are not in the playoffs anyway. I don't fucking care. Let's go Rangers. You know what I mean? Well, that, that, that part where they definitely aren't going to make the playoffs. Cause so cause you're saying until they're if, eliminated. So let me throw this scenario at you. Islanders. Uh, so the Islanders lock up a first spot if the Rangers beat the Capitals. But if the Rangers beat the Capitals, they get that last playoff spot. Oh. If they lose, the Capitals are in first place, but the Rangers don't make the playoffs. Wow. You can be honest. I'm not going to judge either way. So, you still so, get home ice in round one. So the Islanders already have the the... the... So the Islanders have already won their last game in this scenario. Like, is this is this the last yeah, game the, of the season? This is the last game of the season. Okay. And, okay. And and yes, this is a scenario where Islanders are either in first or second. Rangers are either in or out. They're you know you don't you, you get it. Well, I I guess in that very specific case. I would root for the Rangers to win, but hope that that their best players got hurt. Oh, that's horrible! It's a hypothetical. What kind of right, right? There's no blood here. It's no blood on my hands. I didn't do it. They're getting paid too. They have a union insurance. So, so, so. What are we talking about hurt here? We're talking about just a minor a minor injury that keeps him out out of the first round of the playoffs. I think an unfortunate schmelting accident. Um, as, <laughs> as our fan, uh, gold member 182. I'm not sure. Actually, you got into an argument with that guy on Twitter. I was noticing. Yeah, he. well, he's a real weirdo, first of all. Um, he agrees with... Pretty good opinions. He literally agrees with everything you say for some reason interesting enough he's got good taste i guess okay it's uh at, it's, I, I believe it's, it's at gold member 182 if you want to follow the them i don't know you know i'm not gonna make assumptions okay um 
So, uh, by the way, where I land on that is I, I'm fine with the Rangers losing, not making the playoffs, and the Islanders take the second seed. I don't care. So, yeah, I, I mean, I really want that division. So the the winning the the Rangers winning, but then like they're all blocking shots and like just getting getting pretty badly mangled. Yeah, uh, would be I, pretty. Yeah, bad. it's it's funny because it's a situation where I should say. You know, I would, I should want that Islanders Rangers series because I think that it would be a fucking pummeling. But the playoffs are fucking weird, so you you get nervous. Yes. But you know, that doesn't matter. The Islanders will be playing the Bruins in the first round this year. Yeah, and, and, and it's going to be the first seed, and it's going to be a, a knockdown, drag out affair, pretty similar to our uh, our movie of the week, Godzilla vs Kong. Yeah, so I watched this the first night that it was on HBO Max. Uh, I've got a buddy who is bald and listens to this podcast um, who is an absolute Godzilla freak, and he went to go see it in IMAX. He got va- I think that he got vaccinated only so he could go see this movie in IMAX. Um, and uh, he absolutely loved it, and me and his brother uh, – wound up watching separately on our TVs in our bedrooms. So he he was like, you guys, you fucking idiots, you know, you so should have seen it on the big screen. Yeah, alone. But that's, I, I can't critique that. I go to the movies by myself literally all the time. Or I did before the coronavirus situation. I um, uh, heard of it, heard of it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I am not like the biggest monster movie guy. I like uh, a good sci-fi horror situation where you've got a monster in it. I like a good B-horror monster movie slash sci-fi movie. Um, this was a this was a B-movie with a big budget, and the director, Adam Wingard, has directed two movies that I absolutely adore, The Guest and You're Next. You're Next being a like kind of a satirical slasher, but it's, like, it's pretty smart if you watched it, uh, you know, not it doesn't give off the overly satirical vibe but it's it's got those underlying that underlying satirical tone um i love him and uh yeah it it was a lot of fun it's uh for some reason it just interested me um and i i watched it and i wound up loving it i, I will say it did it i thought it was i thought it was awesome i don't need like just watching on my TV and like we have the little like the the Bose like sound the sound bar. bar yeah so it sounded great um, and it looked great on my TV I, I can only imagine how sick it was to see in fucking IMAX um, yeah yeah I, I think I think it, of a of a big budget B movie like I don't know like it was. I don't know. I, it, it was fucking awesome. It, it it was awesome. I'm trying to find like aspects of it because what's interesting again, like so movie, and then you see that there there is like intense intense fandom for the monster verse. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the god yeah the the Godzilla movies are you know those old Godzilla movies. 
not uh, once again like not of super interest to me neither of the old kong movies but that newish kong skull island movie seems relatively interesting i and after watching this i kind of want to give it a shout and watch it and um the the godzilla movie that i've seen more most recently before this is a little movie called shin godzilla and it is uh a japanese godzilla movie about um literally and this is came out in like uh it came out in the 2010s it might have even been like 2018 or 2017 or something like that it could have been a couple of years before that i forget but um the whole movie is from the perspective of the government and what they would do if godzilla actually came and you know started uh attacking and terrorizing a city and it's all the red tape that the government would have to go through and basically the agreeing and disagreeing opinions from different uh government officials the movie is uh a series of meetings in boardrooms i love that with with clips and then basically little little spurts of godzilla terrorizing cities where you know you've got people who want the military to get involved others who want to like figure it out uh, a different way and it is just a bunch of people arguing about what to do which is the most realistic if god if if godzilla were a thing this is what would happen you know what i mean it would be a a government in whatever country that this massive being showed up in all arguing about what to do and i i think that's great I, yeah i mean that that is probably the most interesting way you could do a godzilla movie yeah i i love <laughs> I love what this was, and, and to your point, like so I. Saw, this was the complete opposite. This is yeah. the complete opposite, and that's fine. And and it, but and it, like it, so, it so owned being the exact opposite. You know, yes. like like and what I so I saw that twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen Godzilla movie. Twenty fourteen, yeah. I remember like liking it, um, right? You know, because of the he's he's Godzilla and he does the fire right thing. That's cool. It's always yeah. it. That's always cool. Um, but yeah, I didn't see any of the other movies. I didn't see um, Kong Skull Island. Heard it was awesome. Yeah. Um, what what I appreciated about this movie was that like every scene, like just, I thought every scene just kind of kept, it just kept it moving, you know? Like I yeah. just appreciated like, okay, here is, here's where King Kong is. Here's where Godzilla is. He's attacking this. Isn't that weird? Okay, now scene explaining yeah. why that was weird. Explaining Kong. That opening scene also with Kong, like I thought the opening scene yeah. was, was awesome. Great. Yeah. And and uh again, so it's like it it, it does like you get all the, the incredible CGI, you get like yeah. so this bizarre that's... hollow earth story. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, fun. Just casually like all the other creatures, uh, all the other creatures look great too, and that is the one thing that like really stood out to me is when it comes to when it comes to movies in general, I'm really critical of the CG and like uses of CG and when it looks bad when they use it over practical stuff because I am a sucker for the uh, old practical stuff of the '80s, um, which is far gone now. But the CG looked unbelievable. Uh, it was utilized in such a perfect way 
Kong and Godzilla looked unreal, which is like the only complaint I have of Shin Godzilla is the CG for Godzilla was like fine, but because the movie really isn't about that, you you look past and you're like that's fine because this movie is great for other reasons. This is the whole movie is the, the two monsters fighting each other. That's why that's why you come. That's why it's that's why it's good. Three monsters really if you want to if you want to get into it. But uh yeah, uh, the the CG is unbelievable. The story just moves, like you said, where it's like not taking itself too seriously. It's kind of just like uh, a vehicle to get to points where Godzilla and Kong are fighting each other, which is all you need. That's it's great. Podcast guy. Yeah, the the yeah, the, and you know they didn't go too deep into all of the human stuff, which I think is fine for this type of movie. We didn't get. We didn't get too into it, which, uh, you know, a lot of these monster movies have that problem where it's like a, a Godzilla movie, but they kind of get a little too into the, the family drama side of it or the, the character side of it where it's like uh, boring. And, you know, it doesn't have to be boring, but a lot of times it is. And uh, they try and they try and do something that no one really wants. And this movie didn't do that. And it's dumb, but it's dumb in a way that everyone can agree is a good thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a very scoop. There it is. Uh, movie. <laughs> um, so my, uh, my, my one question to kind of end off the, uh, the, the Godzilla Kong talk was Barry Trotz. Is he a Godzilla or is he a Kong guy? Hmm. I think he's definitely built like a Kong. Sure. I guess, I guess he's a Kong. I, I just, I feel like, uh, hmm. There's something Godzilla like about him though, that I'm not quite sure about. Here's why Barry Trotz is a Kong guy. Mm-hmm. God's, Godzilla relies on his skill and nothing but his skill or his like special characteristic, which is him being uh, a, a nuclear, uh, like a nuclear monster man. Kong doesn't have that edge, so he has to be a little more tactical. Uh, and so it's that combination of that strength and the the kind of like just a little more having to be a little bit more tactical like the use of the uh the the sword thing he had um that's why that's why what a movie Trot, man that's why there's just the sword guy. there's just this like powered i i just i i loved how like oh okay we're going into the center of the earth but it's like yeah yeah space it's, is uh, different it was with the with the those vehicles uh also the um and i'm kind of echoing what uh i talk a lot about red letter media uh to you in the chat um and uh i'm kind of echoing something that they said which was uh the way that this movie treats the human villains is absolutely hilarious in the fact that uh in the sense that um they just kind of they just kind of kill them off instantly whenever they, they don't make a big thing of it. Like the evil, uh, the daughter. evil woman. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The evil daughter just kind of just done. 
uh, s- squashed, and then your Elon Musk, uh, you know, Mech- uh, Mecha Godzilla char- uh, character creator, he's he's done in one fell swoop, and it's yeah. just like, oh fuck, pulverized, uh, and they just do it so nonchalantly and so quickly, and that's something I really that I think is really fun about this movie too. Um, yeah, it was yeah, fun so, nonstop, man. Fun times. It was great. So, uh, one last question before we end. Any trade that you specifically want to see before, and this uh, non-Islanders trade? Any non-Islanders trade that you want to see now that now that we got our now that we got our big? I think they'll make. I think they'll make another another move, maybe. But but what about you know any anywhere else in the league? Anything it, it, you want to see? Anywhere I'd want to see would be I would love so the two players I'd like to see trade there, there's two players I'd like to see traded just because I'd like to see them somewhere good yeah uh, one is John Gibson I believe I've mentioned that before sure um, it would be great to see him He's still young uh, be great to see him play on a good team again Um and for the holy shit, what is going on all over here type of thing, Patrick Lyonet getting traded again. <laughs> they're they're gonna give him another. Uh, I don't think they're gonna get rid of him too quickly, like because I think they're gonna give him a shot, another shot under a different coach. But it would be pretty funny if he got traded, yeah, again immediately. Uh. My big thing is I hope that Taylor Hall does not get traded to the Bruins or Leafs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, to me, if anything, the the Leafs are probably would be a team that would probably go after Savard. Like, would would up the ante for a guy like they're supposed Savard. To, they're supposedly kind of in on Taylor Hall, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know who you know. I don't know who else going to trade for him. Um, Bruins, Leafs, maybe the Avs. I don't think so, though. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I don't. We'll I, see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see. But, the Panthers. But, the Panthers are heavily rumored. Um, for for Hall. We'll see. Yeah, I think that it kind of uh, that that kind of died down a little bit after their uh, big uh, big defensive injury, and now they're looking for defensemen. Or a defenseman. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see for sure. All right. So uh, next week we'll we'll have the end of the deadline to talk about two games against the Rangers. Uh, who do they play after the Rangers? I'm looking it up. Uh, oh, they have a couple days off after that Sunday game. And then the Bruins. So two games against the Rangers and a game against the Bruins. Uh, and the end of the trade deadline, and uh, another movie that uh, that we won't say. We'll talk. We'll, we'll be talking about more movies, next week. and maybe yeah, maybe a, a guest too. We just really jam it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just had a lot to talk about. When we have less to talk about, we'll we'll definitely have more guests on. But uh, yeah, that's uh, episode that's thirteen, for... baby. Uh, Matt Barzell, Matthew episode fourteen, Travis. 
Episode 14, Travis Zajac coming right up. <laughs> Later. Tell the boy, tell him. I love, I love it. Turn my soul.